Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Good Morning Amigo. Good morning, Amigo. Good morning, sunshine. 25th day of January 2021, and I am the best number one prognosticator in NFL history. You guys ain't got diddly squat on me, because not only did I predict this, but I predicted this crap in September. So oomph to all Bro. of you. That's my I told you so. While all you losers went 0-2, I went 2-0. and Bro. I won the weekend. I won the challenge. I don't have to jump through a table. There is no table to jump through. And I will rag on everybody except one person. And that's Eric Velt. I will not rag on Eric Velt today. No way, no how. Everybody else I rag on, for all of you doubting me, for all of you questioning my picks, for all of you giving me a hard time, and for all you schmucks on this show who thought you knew something, it came down to the old school savvy of a man who's seen things. And these movies, I'd seen them before. But y'all wanted to pretend you hadn't seen them. Shame on you, Frank. I was picking for the show. You were watching movies since you were a little kid. I was and picking you recite for the lines show. on movies. I was picking for the show. You've seen this movie. I was picking for the show. And you chose to ignore what you saw. I was picking for the show. You even changed to the Bills because you knew. It was wishful thinking. It was horrible of you. Everybody picked against me. Everybody went Bills, Packers, Bills, Packers. Look, I'm looking at here. Bills, Packers for Ed. Bills, Packers for Alex Donald. Bills, Packers for my daughter. Bills, Packers for you, Hannah. Yeah. And Bills, Packers for you, Frank. Yep. And guess what I picked? The Chiefs and my Buccaneers, oh, baby. No. It's been a long road, but us Buccaneers fans know that the, the fight has been worth every minute. Woo! Us Buccaneer fans? Yes! You are out of your mind. Woo! Wow. My You'll family lives in Tampa. Therefore, go Tampa Bay. God. Woo! I had to hear this nonsense. My sister's going to make a lot of money. Her cold stone's two blocks away from the Super Bowl. Woo! She was going to make that money regardless if Tampa made they it to the Super Bowl more. or not. There's nobody going to the Super Bowl. argument with my friends. They're like, oh, they have the home field advantage in the Super Bowl. I'm like, guys, there is no home field advantage in the Super Bowl. It's just because it's in their stadium. So it can, I tell you, can I tell you something that your friend said that is 100% correct? What? If there's ever been a Super Bowl in history that would serve as more of a home field advantage, it's this year. Why? Because of you're the thinking, pirate ship? You, you want there's three reasons why. One is that pirate ship. Nothing is more the friendly home confines than what is that stadium to Tampa Bay. Very few stadiums have certain things that just stick out and are who you Like Wrigley has the scoreboard. Like, like there's just things. Tampa has that damn ship. Yeah, but okay. Well, 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 they are the Buccaneers at the end of the day. And you can pretend it's not there, but that's a home field advantage. One. Two. The mere fact that it's not 70,000 fans means it's a place that's cozy. It'll be half and half as far as the screaming. And as far as they're concerned, they are so comfortable in that space. Opposed to the other team that, well, that's a visiting, that's a visiting spot for them. Well, we know who you're rooting for. Oh, come on now. I have been waiting a long time to be able to do this without reproach. So what happens when you're a Dolphin fan and you can't win. You, you start can't, going no, and bandwagoning. It's, not, it's when you're a Dolphin fan and you recognize greatness. A long time ago, I recognized greatness. And I had to shut up because I couldn't like them. I celebrated with the miracle in Miami. I never rooted for the Pats until the Dolphins were eliminated. 
And then I quietly put on my number 12 jersey for Tom Brady, a guy who I loathed in the beginning of his career. That's the marvel of this relationship. This is not Derek Jeter. This is not John Jay. This is special. I hated this guy. It's not like I learned to deal with him. I did not like him. To the, in fact, I liked him less than I liked LeBron. LeBron came and played on my team, and I don't like LeBron as, I'm, as much as I like Tom Brady. Oh, no. I'm, I've always been kind of neutral to Tom Brady. The only neutral. Thing is I love him. just played for New England, and I was never a fan of New England. Well, he used to play for the wrong team. Yeah. Right? There was only three teams that were the wrong team in my book. It would have been the Bills, the Jets, and the Pats. He played on one of the wrong teams. Everybody else is fair game, so go Buccaneers. <laughs> but you can <laughs> all you want. The reality is, go back. I should make you as your boss go, go back and find my prediction on tape back in September, whatever day we did it. You're never going to find it, but I should make you work that hard simply for doubting me, for questioning my savvy in this game. I have forgotten more than all of you know combined. And therefore, it is you that I will mock for the next four hours, not Eric Velt. Well, he's a real man. What Eric Velt, do you know that I actually considered... And, and it's still on the table, no pun intended. In honor of Eric Velt fandom and his loyalty to the station, I have considered, not decided, but considered during the week of Slam Radio Row to perhaps partake in jumping into a table just because it was so highly anticipated and the Bills played so well. And to show that I'm a good sport, I'm actually considering doing this. Who are you lying to, bro? Nobody believes you. But there's, but there's a couple of problems with what I want to do. It's a lie. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wear a helmet. That should say liar. I was going to say slam on the front. And then the thing is, is you're not going to be able to film it because as I do it, I'm going to do the Brian Cox salute. I have to do it in honor of my boy Brian, which is the two middle fingers in the air. But I put my fist up. You say so much worse. Yeah, I know. Well, no more. I've stopped doing that, if you've noticed. I mean, once in a while, I slip a bad word. But you're not going through no table. You're a liar. You're lucky I'm well-dressed today because I would just do it now for Mr. Velt that he's oh, here. Please. I do have a change of clothes, conveniently. Mm -hmm. Are you daring me, sir? I'm not daring you. I'm just calling you out on your BS. Well, I've already earned the right to laugh and mock them. You could laugh and mock it all you want, but by you saying that, oh, I kind of feel like I still want to jump through the table is yes. BS. Yes, I do. I do. I feel akin right now. Listen, I don't like the Patriots. I certainly hate the Jets. So it seemed like forever I've had a, uh, a wandering eye to one of the teams in the AFC East. Why not the Bills? I've hated them my whole life. I mean, the one thing the Bills don't have to worry about this year is losing another Super Bowl. Thank God. Where's my whistle, please? Thank you. But I'll take this pen right here. And if you push my buttons enough, I'll sign anywhere that I'm going to do it. And slam Radio Row Week. All right. We'll see. Let's but you know. keep questioning me. Because I've, I'm just questioning. I'm, done, I'm yes. done speaking with you. Good morning, Hannah. Good morning. <laughs> this guy doubting me. Do you believe that I would do it if I said I was going to? I haven't said I'm going to do it, but if I said I was going to do it, would you believe that I would do it? You know, I was just thinking. I was like, you know, maybe he liked the attention he got off of the other stunt. So it was fun to jump over the table and get a lot of comments. Yeah. So I'm thinking you want to do it for This is my version IG. of Thirst Trap, right? Yeah. Yeah, a little birdie list landed in the studio and told me that if he would have won, I think he was going to bring you wings anyways. So you might want to jump through the table anyways. Well, I think it would be a spectacle for Slam Radio Row Week, right? Yes, exactly. 
And I think it would be worth the attention. Like, I wouldn't want it to happen today. Bro, there's two weeks of nonsense radio that we're going to be doing. Might as well just throw that into the mix. Oh, well, I have some bad news about next week for you. Why? Tuesday through. There's no just bad Just so news. you understand. Oh, yeah, there's bad news. You're not going to be happy about this. That usually means that it's a lot of work for me. Yeah, you, we, we, have to talk, we have to call the other shows and let them know what's going on. Okay. Because we go later than normal now. Now or for, for that week? Oh, okay, okay, okay. So all the students are here. They're going to get involved in what's going on, and we'll do some other stuff. We'll obviously do some replays, but someone will have to be on the board from 7 a.m. till 3 p.m. 3 p.m., huh? Every day, yes. And most of the programming inside of there will be preempted because this will all be live programming. Are you okay with that? Thank you for discussing with me on the side. Well, we have students that can run the board. You know, we have other responsibilities to tend to while we do this. You know, you're going to be hosting once in a while, right? No. Oh, yeah, you're going to do an hour a day. <laughs> you didn't know that, huh? No, not at all. This is That's your coming out party, brother. Interesting good morning to you. Yeah, this is good morning. It's Monday. <laughs> and you got a new thing to do. What do you want me to do? Hannah's smiling, thinking that she's not going to have to do anything. You're going to sit here and... No, actually, I, I, I'm scared. What do you want me to do? Sit here for an hour and rant on how bad Miami traffic is? <laughs> but, I mean, I think we need to do this the right way. And we either divvy it up as to one just open block of radio that's live, or we, we divvy it up into shows. And the other thing I thought of is maybe giving the individual shows the opportunity to do a live that week. That would take a lot of the burden of us talking crap. We would take over the 11 to 12 o'clock hour. Yeah, I just don't know if that works with them, like... Why? Schedule wise Well, we, we ask. <laughs> Duh. We ask. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I got a weird feeling, you know, we already have eliminate your limits in there. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. Well, we, we do Front have page, to, we're good. We do have to talk to them about it. It has to be big game content. Well, I mean, the, the only one that I think we really have to talk to is Nick. Why? Because he's the only one that necessarily does it pre-recorded, and he's at the 11 o'clock hour. I'm saying, so but people like eliminate your limits to talk about, you know, your mind and your... You know. But I'm sure that if we talk to them, I'm sure they can kind of wrap it around in a game or a kind be of way. Because remember... Carrie went to the Super Bowl last year, so she knows about the, uh, a thing or two about the big game. Thing or two about a thing or two about the big game. The big game, the Chiefs and the Bucks. <clears throat> Just like I said, oh, gosh, I'm thinking out loud. Maybe 300 days ago, 200 days ago, I said this, right? Am I bragging? Yes. No, you did. Yes. You did. But I did clearly. Remember, we said, who's going to get the Super Bowl before they had played a game? I said, you guys are going to think I'm crazy, but I think the Buccaneers and the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. I don't know who's going to win. But Tom Brady's going to lead him to the Super Bowl. No and I, and I'm, right now, I'm at the same place I was back then. I have no idea if the Buccaneers can win. We'll talk about that on the other side. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Hey there, this is Lakina, and I am here with my teammates, the Kansas City Chiefs cheerleaders, and you are listening to Slam Radio. Woo! He's out of his freaking mind. He's nuts. Crazy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Are you trolling me already? You're trolling me already. You never do the tomahawk chop. But the Chiefs have the tomahawk chop. Bring it. Bring it. I love that song. I love it. The only, yeah, the only thing bad with this one is that this is the FSU one, but it gets the point across, right? Bring it! Bring it!
this hat makes me look like I'm going to go drive a truck. Grab a truck, mow my lawn, and have a canned beer. I got I to gotta improve on my Tampa Bay drip over the next few days. Now that my team has made it. This shows how long I've been a fan. Look, look at this old school hat. And look how well I've kept it. Look at this. Oh, my. Yeah, so well. You've, you've taken care of that hat very well within the last two weeks, Larry. Good job. <laughs> Good morning, amigo, right here on Sirius XM 145. Enjoying the fruits of my labor. At the end of the day, you can move me away from doing a 100% sports show, but at the end of the day, you also can't move the kid away from knowing about sports. Right. Let's go. Let's recap the season. This shall guy, we? dog. This guy. Let's recap guy. the season, right? Real, real quick. Let's just recap here. Let's look at things, shall we? Let's start from last January. On Good Morning America, I picked who? The Chiefs. The Chiefs. Okay. So, if you remember, at the beginning of the basketball season, who did I pick? The Lakers. Because <laughs> you're a because you're a bandwagon no, 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 front runner. No, 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 no. That's why. Of course the Lakers were going to win. They had the super team. No. I will not allow you to do that. Negative, Ghost Rider. <laughs> we went to baseball. The beginning of the baseball season. Who did I say was going to win the World Series? The Yankees. Nope. <laughs> who did I say was going to win the World Series? You know who I said was going to win the World Series. I was thinking about this yesterday. I said, dear God, I am a Vegas nightmare. Who did I say was going to win the World Series before they flew the first pitch of the season? Frank... You're supposed to be honest here. The Dodgers. I said the Dodgers would win, didn't I? Yes. I make these predictions without any waffle. You know how I waffle around with my teams for the show's sake and I make fun? Because oh, I don't really have, I don't really, well, it is. I mean, it really is because my, I've said this clearly on the show. The, the, the team that I get angry about anybody else not being is the Heat. Mm -hmm. Like, and now more than ever, I cannot root for other teams. I watch players and I enjoy watching them play. Like, I like watching Steph play and take over a game and, but teams, I want to see. I, I, I hope they all skate to zero zero ties. I can't stand them. Notice the hockey euphemism. Mm -hmm. So I don't. And, and then in football, I have a little more fun with football. But I'm a diehard Dolphin fan. But this stuff I do annoy him more than anything else. Because he says I'm a. I have many teams. So then in baseball, I just take a lot of teams and make him even angrier. But I pick one. I don't pick four. I pick one. So so far, it seems like I've picked a lot of teams to go where they've gone. Would you call that the Amigo touch, the Midas touch, the Amigo Midas touch? Or the Amigo knows a lot more about sports than the rest of you clowns? I think it's you picked a favorite. I think it's all of the above. No, I think it's like you picked a favorite. And Tampa you know, Bay wasn't a favorite. No, Tom Brady comes in. Everybody Tampa all of a Bay was never a favorite of anything. Tom Brady. They were like a six seed, for Christ's sake. Well, I mean, they were, but. So how in the world did I go picking that? I don't understand what you're saying. Yeah. The Dodgers had a history of choking. How did I figure out they were going to win? You go with the hype. The hype. Yeah. You went with the hype. The as hype. As Tampa signed Brady, you're like, Tampa's going to the Super Bowl. Why? Why would you, why would you be inclined to thinking that Tampa's going to the Super Bowl? And then they load them up with weapons. Of, yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, that, but you know what's funny is when I made that pick, everybody said, there's no chance their defense sucks, including Mario. Remember when Mario said that? He's mm -hmm. on here. I know he is. He thinks mm -hmm. that. That's the no-look pass. Oh, he's not in. We're letting him in. Good morning, young Patty Wands. Good morning. How's Good everybody morning. doing? I'm in gloat mode right now. I'm gloating. Where's Mario? That's the guy I need to rag on. Omar, where are you, Omar? Omar. He Omario. just came in. Omario. 
Huh? Omar. Omario. Oreo. Yes, Come out and play. What's going on? That's what I'm saying to you. Where are my accolades? My accolades? Where are the red petals as I walk through? <laughs> you know. Oh, my alarm, my alarm. Ah. Yeah, your alarm. Wake up. Get out of bed. Yeah, I know. Your alarm is set for 727. That means you're not really on time. Um, no, I, I <laughs> Just saying. Being that you had to be in class seven minutes ago, I think the alarm sounding at 727 <laughs> tells me everything I need to know. <laughs> it explains <Yeah>. a lot. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my alarm, 727. Yeah. Um, hey, Mar. So, um, what's going on? I'm, no, that's what I'm saying to you. What's going on? Um, nothing. I'm, I'm tired just waiting. From watching I, I, football all night. Yeah, but I'm waiting for you to say something to me. I'm just waiting. Um, I don't really have much to say. I mean, I except was tired you are the god. Football. You're the god of picking football games. Say it. No, I'm not. I got no, no, you're not. Football. I am definitely. You're not. I am. Yeah. You, you don't remember Wait, you telling me. You, oh, 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 right. to you me? don't remember telling me that this team didn't have the defense to win. Yeah. You don't remember okay. arguing with me when I made that preseason pick and you told me I was crazy because there wasn't enough defense. So sure, you used to throw, throw the ball to people, but what good is going to do if they couldn't stop anybody? Do you, I have a good memory. Do you remember telling me that, Mario? I did. Mm-hmm. And so today's uh, the day. Honestly, I don't regret it. But today's the day. I mean, like, where, where are we today? How are we? How are we doing? I, yeah, the Bucks are in the Super Bowl, but honestly, I don't regret that decision. I was very suspect on their defense. I, and I don't yeah, regret picking them either. I'm sorry. I'm gloating, Mario. It's just, you have to understand, I've been telling people for years. Anthony knows this because he lives with me, and I'm his dad, and he knows. When it comes to postseason sports, straight up, without reproach, this guy right here, the amigo, automatic. This is SiriusXM 145 Slam Radio. Slam Radio Series XM 145, Jack Carlo, automatic. Love that song. My picks are automatic, baby. So is Tom Brady in uh, championship games, now 9-4. and four. <laughs> I don't even, like, Other than the past, there's no team that's been in that many championship games. That's crazy. There's only a – he's been – this is his 10th Super Bowl appearance. Pat's been to 11. That's the only team that's been to more Super Bowls than him. That's crazy. He's played in championship games, meaning ultimate championship games, not AFC, NFC. Ultimate championship games in three decades. Bet you never thought of that one. No, didn't even think of that. Dude, he's going to play for a few more years. He made some key throws last night. He threw it in the middle of the field. I don't remember if it was to Godwin or or to Evans. Lord have mercy. It was a seed. That was the Godwin. That was the Godwin. It was a seed. Is that the one that he caught it? That he's like, oh my God, look what I found? I don't know if he's the he like bounced it back to himself and then caught it. Like everybody was no, like, oh, it was one in that? the middle of the field during one of the key drives late in the game. Oh, and it was okay. like a slant. And he just, he had this thin, like, put it right through a thin line and he just seed. It is what it is. 
Um, there was some questionable calling, though, play calling from the Packers. Like, I don't understand why they decided to go for it for the field goal um, with, like, two minutes left, and they decided to try to trust their defense against Tom Brady. That's a movie that I've seen before. And once they went for the field goal, I said, you choked right here. Like, that's where you blew it. With Matt LaFleur, there's no reason to go for it. Like, you got to risk it to get the biscuit. We all know that in sports. You know, you, in, order to, in order to get something, you have to go for it. If you don't go for it, you end, you're scared and you end up not getting it. And LaFleur coached scared with that field goal. You know, there was another play, not so much in that game. Well, maybe it was in that game. Yeah, it was in that game, actually, now that I think about it. Why didn't Aaron Rodgers run in? Okay, so that's another question. Was that the two-point conversion? No, it wasn't. It was like oh, third down. It was third down, right? And they third were down, down eight, and he had an open way to run in. And he's a running quarterback, so I don't understand why he was pressured to go for it unless Lafleur told him, "I don't want you running because of whatever timeout situation, just in case we end up." Not, um, what I don't know. I don't know what it was, but he had an entire lane. He would have been down at least at the two-yard line. Yeah, that clock management was not good by the Packers. So and and Rodgers may and get a lot of blame for it, but at the end of the day, I think all this blame goes to Lafleur, even though yeah, there's some question questionable plays like that one, the one we just spoke of. But I think all the blame has to go on Lafleur for him on the for him for them being as conservative as as he was trying to go for a field goal with two minutes left or two and a half minutes left instead of just going for it. You go for it, you put you pin them deep in their zone, and then you trust your defense to go for it. You're still down by eight. What's the field goal going to do for you? They just weren't good enough, man. I'm sorry. I hate to sound like such a jerk. But did you ever get the impression that Green Bay was better than Tampa Bay in that game? Because I didn't. Pre-game, yes. Well, pre-game. You as soon as the game started, no. I knew it was going to be 60 minutes rough. on the field, you could tell that the other team was better. Brady made it look very easy in the first drive going all the way down the field and scoring. And then I believe it was the second drive that he went all the way down the field. And then I think he got it was a turnover or something like that. Um, but it looked like it was going to be the Brady show. I knew it right from the beginning of the game. I um I love how they're pinning this the future goat against the goat. When just a few months ago I hated that term. But the term is so fitting when it comes to Brady. Brady just does things that that other quarterbacks don't. He has a mentality of of a winner in so many fashions that when he fails you're almost surprised that he failed. Mm-hmm. So I look at the Super Bowl, and I can't help but think the Chiefs have to be heavily favored. Is there a line already? I haven't even looked. I haven't looked either. They've got to be. I don't know about heavily favored, but they've got to be significantly favored. Chiefs are a tough team because of their offense, because of the things that they do on offense. They also hit you kind of hard on defense. We saw that no matter what I say about the Buccaneers, their defense is a little, little sus at times. So, we'll see what happens. I haven't made a pick for the Super Bowl yet. The Vegas line is Chiefs, negative three, over, under 57. It's only three? Only three. Third game in a row where it's only three. I'm going to tell you what. Yeah, they just popped up right now. 56 and a half. Yeah, the Vegas line is 57. Obviously, depending on what sports book, you're going to get a difference. It's going to be fun. We have a whole week before the week. We're going to do slam radio roll. We're going to get even Hannah's going to get involved. Is it true that Hannah's learning how to run the board and she's going to be running the board significantly during this? She's going to be she is learning and she's going to be getting a crack at her first live show today. 
So what's going to be fun is, is when she does the board, you got to take pictures of the board. Oh, my God. And her nails. pristine nails. <laughs> I'm going to have to Can go you put them. them out a second? They're actually, I have to be careful how I say this. I don't want to say anything inappropriate. They're relatively attractive. They are, um, yeah, they're nice. Do you actually like nails like that? Like, I don't know. I'm just, I mean, the only reason I ever look at it is you can tell that you know, a woman takes care of herself if they're taken care of, right? Like, I just, that's a big deal. So, yeah, they, I could see an IG moment for Hannah running the board and then her filming her running, like doing a boomerang with you know, <laughs> sliding up and down on the volume or something with the hands. Like, her nails aren't that long, but it, what creeps me out are the women that have the super long nails that look like Wolverine. Yeah, I know. That, that makes that... I wouldn't want to get a lot of questions in my mind. No, no, no. That's doing too much. I don't understand how they function through life with right. their nails like Those that. Those nails aren't long? Really? I, no, but I he's talking. Wanna... He's talking like Evie Queen, like Cardi B nails, like the Wolverine nails. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, like, the ones that curve and whatnot. No, not like they curve. But there's some <laughs> women that have some super, they're super like long nails. Like they're the size of my finger. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. Basically. Because I was gonna say to have to go to war against those nails that Hannah has right there. Like, no, she's on the borderline, but I think she's borderline. on the on the bottom what? side of it. Poor dude. <laughs> but no, man, there's some nails that I've seen that I'm like, yo, I don't know, I don't understand how you function through life. I don't understand you function with those nails. That's crazy. But anyway, so she'll be running the board with the with the pretty nails. No shout outs to the to the Manny girl, please. No. All right, what's her name? I don't even know. You I just go to somebody that does it. Because yeah, I need one too, Frank. What? Uh, I need a manicure. Bro. Why do you need a manicure? Because I have a lot of cuticles that I haven't cut. I por favor, are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you, bro. Hmm. Self care. There's nothing better. Do you, do you put cream on your face in the morning? Absolutely not. Okay. I wash it with water. Yeah. Splash water on my face. And soap. Oh, no. And soap. That is so nasty, Frank. Why is it so nasty? It's just rough. Come soap on, and water. do better with soap water? And water. What does that do? No, soap and water. Don't tell me soap. Bar soap. Yes, why not soap? Bar soap? No, not bar That's soap. That's not good soap. for your oh. face. And soap? been fine 37 years i've been good with hand soap it works for you though <laughs> it works for me oh my god if i were to do that my face would just no it works for me every morning just hand soap and water and that's it wow i have to basic. use like a specific face wash no no basic that's crazy look at that that's for my wife for a face she goes oh there's the monet bottle and i'm like i don't want no monet but, stuff on so my you face. wash it with here. soap right but he's saying he washes soap and it water. with hand soap Okay, what's the problem with that? Thank you. Wait, Finally. hold up. You, there's a designated face wash that you're supposed to use on your face. Well, I wash my face when I'm in the shower, and I use the soap, soap. that I wash everything with. Soap. I don't oh, use the same thing because I wow. use my hands. You guys are just roughing it out. Or I take a, or I take a cloth. And I scrub the it. face. Oh my god! And then when I come out, I put on face cream and put on Nivea, and that's how come I look so young. It's men, women. Whoa! That's it. I don't even put Nivea, oh, Nivea, put whatever you put on. And I've been lied to because people tell me you cannot wash your face with bar soap or with hand soap. Well, women's I'm like so. Women's skin is different than men's skin. We have tougher skin than you. Okay, you're right. So we do have to get out no, the grime right, right. that comes you're to right. our face. You guys have to do it in a softer manner. Yeah. But you're right. I hate to, to, to be that dude. Or your skin has just gotten used to you not doing it correctly. So <laughs> That's a thought. I'm just, I want you to envision, Araya, uh, circa 1988, Air Force Milian using lily flower soaps to wash it. Like, this doesn't work. <laughs> oh, like, gotcha. I, I had to learn how to dry shave, which to this day I can do, prefer not to, but I can do. Oh, I dry shave all the I time. I dry shave. It's, it gives me, 
I feel like I can get more specific. About oh yeah, my thoughts. absolutely. But you know the thing is, is that once you get your body used to doing something, it's it's fine. Mm -hmm. Like if but I when I shave my head, I need soap. I need soap to work. shave. My no, you see, I can dry shave my scalp too. Oh, I, I use the machine. I use the machine. Grab the razor and then just go at it, and then I jump in the shower and then wash my head, and it's all imagine. and I'm fine with it. I can't imagine like dry shaving. Ouch. It's tough. It's tough. You guys are tough ones. Your buddy. Well, I'm just saying, like, there's there's other ways to do it, but I mean, at least I go with the cream. Mm -mm. You don't do the cream. Mm -mm. You balance it out with the cream. Yeah. Just gotta wash the grime out. No, when I shave, miles. after shave, and that's enough cream for me. Like, I there's not three even miles yesterday. Yeah. I smell like a skunk when you're like, you know, you you gotta wash and take the grime out. I'm not worried about artsy fartsy soaps that smell good. Like, I want to get the grime out. But you put cream on your face. Yes, too, because I'm getting older. Oh. And the face is starting to wrinkle a little. Oh, gotcha. All right. See, now that's a different story. So you want to keep it fresh and new, especially when you have a bald head. You know, you don't you don't want to look like a prune. You know what I mean? Right. Well, that's a different story. That's really why you use it. I don't need it, so I don't use it. Maybe you, you could use a little cream, I think. Are you saying I look wrinkly and old? I think you could use a little cream. Are you saying I'm wrinkly and old? Like, why answer the question? If you start using the cream now, you eliminate a few years later on. All right, please. I started too late, but it's it's a good move. Yeah. You feel better, too. You should trust me on it. Okay. It's a small investment. It's a little can. It's Nivea Nourishing Skin, whatever it's called. You put a little bit on. You rub your head. You rub it. A lot of questions for you, Miriam. And it refreshes your skin. You're going to make me say something that later on I'm going to feel like I was being pompous about. I do get compliments about the skin looking young. Okay. I never did before using this dumb cream. Now I use the cream and now I get compliments. Hey, man, your skin looks good. You look young. You're young. You don't look as old as you say you are. At this age, whatever works, bro. I guess. Whatever floats your boat, I guess. Dude, I'm telling you, if you tell me to put... Let me, let me not say... I'm going to say something inappropriate. <laughs> what extreme would you go to to look good? Because women go to all kinds of extremes. On the other side, we're going to get to that. Because you think it's fuddy-duddy for me to put on some cream, right? Why don't you ask some of the ladies? Why don't you ask Hannah what it takes to get ready? No, I know what it takes for No, you don't know. We're going to ask Hannah. You don't know. You have a bald head. <laughs> you have no idea what it takes to get ready. At one point, I had to gel my hair and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Okay. You ever had your nails done like that? No. Okay. It takes a lot of work. To make this happen. Why? Well, thank God every day that I'm a man. So on the other side, we're going to figure out what it does take. to. Because for me, it's simple. I put on my clothes, put a little cream on my face, and I'm gone. Like, I don't think you're complaining about the cream. We don't do anything compared to them. Mm -mm. We're going to peel back the curtain. We're going to hear what Hannah does to get ready each and every morning right here on Good Morning Amigos, Sirius XM 145. This should be good. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungo by Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam radio. radio. Sirius XM. Yeah. For every sport of every kind, tune in here where you will find... And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Yep, that's a fitting song. You got to think it takes some moxie on a weekend to get all gussied up and go out somewhere, not knowing what, where the night's going to take you and what's in store. 
You remember that feeling, Frank? I do. I actually had one of those weekends this weekend. You did, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I did. How'd you know? I didn't actually. That was. <laughs> All right, let me let me see if I understand correctly. So you had one of those weekends. Yes, I did. Did you misbehave in any capacity? I never misbehaved. That means you did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna ask the where's. No, no, no. We're not talking. We don't about need the, the specifics, because <laughs> really the only thing we want to talk about is what it takes to get ready to go out somewhere. So Frank, you and I slip on a pair of pants, slip on a shirt. You obviously don't put a cream on. I do. Got to shave. Shave right before I go out. Mm -hmm. Got to be fresh. Fresh. So fresh and so clean. A little cologne, right? Correct. No matter what the deal is, you just want to always look your best. Mm -hmm. I try to do that lately. Now that I weigh a lot less. And now that you weigh a lot less, you're telling me you're going to start doing that. Yes. You're going to go out and get them sexy-ass pants so you can walk around here looking like a G. If that's what you call it, then yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But it's kind of easy for us, bro. Like you saw recently, I just go to the... I'm, I'm honest. I go to the clearance racks. Simple. I find nice things on clearance racks. I don't... Oh, I'll go and buy a pair. I used to buy two pair of pants at, at, at rack rate. Like it was... There was no discount. I paid a lot of money for yeah, two I of know those it pants. Hurt. I know it hurt. I was like, ooh, I don't usually do that, but that's okay. I can do that. I like the way these fit. It's good. Right. Everything else is like dirt cheap. Everything's like 80% off. Like I, I go to those racks. And somehow, some way, I always find something. I find a gem. So it's pretty easy. I just save money, take it to the cleaners, put it on, put on cream and cologne. You only put on cologne, no cream. Put on my shoes. So I got new shoes too. You're and, swagged out. And away we go. Yeah, but so it's not hard for me to swag out. Now it isn't, you, and it's quick. Now you. <laughs> I'm done within 25 minutes, and my wife takes forever. And she's oh. always like, are you not going to get ready? I'm like, how long you got left? She goes, oh, about 25 minutes. I'm like, all right, I'll start in five minutes. <laughs> and we finish at the same time. I, no reason for me to get dressed and sit on the couch with my clothes and get it wrinkled up, so I wait for the last minute. It's, I do the same thing. I don't even time myself anymore because I just feel like that gives me more anxiety. So I so just, it takes a while, huh? It does. So so give us a peek into this without being sorted. I mean, obviously, um, post-workout or post-having a day and you got to get ready, the first thing you do is you go and you bathe and you clean up, and then you've got to do your face when you come out of the shower. You figure you gotta, or is that the last thing you do your face? When I'm in the shower, that's... No, the no, shower's done. I'm trying to oh. take the visual away from the shower. I'm just trying to... You're washing your face after the shower, or you do that all in the no, shower? No, I do everything in the shower. All right, so then you come out of the shower, uh -huh. and then what happens? I come out of the shower, and I do a whole fashion show. <laughs> <laughs> but you're by yourself. Why would you be doing a fashion nah, show? because I have to figure out what I'm wearing. And that's not just put on a shirt and jeans. No, no, time no, out, no, Time no. out, time out. I go the night before... And I go, this matches. Oh, but hold up. You gotta and I put it aside. I go, that's what I'm going to wear. I wake up, I put on my clothes, and I leave. Yeah, but you got to remember that sometimes I don't have, I don't know about these plans until an hour before, two hours before. Okay, if, if so, plans spring on me, I have three outfits prepared for grab, put on, or grab and go. Wow, you're, you're a, I'm a Virgo. You just show me how to do that then. I just, I put, just, I just hang the pants next to the shirt. That's all I do. And sometimes... I, I share the hanger. So I drape the shirt on the hanger. I put the pants inside. 
put the belt, clip a belt there. Keep shoes with socks inside just in case I gotta boom. No, not Prepare. me. I'm with Han on this one. I, it depends on what the occasion is, and Grab I find bowling. out the time right before I pick out what I gotta wear, and then I roll out. Yeah, exactly. You never know where you're gonna go. Okay. It's a whole process. Yeah, man. I don't have time to be. Like, oh, I'm gonna organize this and put this with this. No, bro. I just it, it fits. What fits? What fits? And I do the fashion show thing too, oh, but I don't do it in front of a mirror. I imagine Hannah has like this tall mirror yeah. that she kind of stands at the end of the room. Doesn't have to be that tall though. She does the turnaround. Doesn't have to be that tall. She's got it's the checkered backside. It could be one of those bath mirrors. She's not very tall. It's about my height. It's about your height, the entire mirror. Yes. Oh, that's a small mirror. <laughs> but it does the job. I see everything I have to see, and I'm out. So let me get this straight then. All right. So you go through all of this craziness. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Then what? Okay. So yeah. So first is the outfit. Mm -hmm. Picking of the outfit. You know, whatever. It takes probably like a good 20 minutes to figure out the outfit. Mm -hmm. And then right. after the outfit is the whole makeup situation. That's another 40 minutes. And, yeah. So that's base, foundation, eyeliner. That's when they put their face on. That's when I put on, you know. No. So you don't really look like this. You look different. Nah, I mean, this is my natural-looking makeup. Oh, okay, so she's me? looking natural to This me. is not my going-out makeup. Yeah, no, well, she doesn't... How do you wake up in the morning looking naturally like that? I'm just curious. I mean, how, do I, how do I cajole that? Like, how do I wake up in the morning and look like... Uh, maybe Leonardo DiCaprio. Million, you're going to need a ton of cream. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of it. Yeah. So continue. Yeah, so I do my makeup, and it takes me, like, around 40 minutes. So now the fit is on. You put the fit on first, or you select no, the fit? I got to put the fit on first. That way I don't, you know, put makeup on the fit. Because so once I'm dressed, then I can put the oh. makeup on. If I do the makeup and then put the fit. The fit gets dirty. It as you gets put on dirty. The, oh. Oh. Uh -huh. Yeah, there's steps. There's okay, steps. steps. You I got your steps. So you have steps. Mm-hmm. And now you've put on your makeup. So and now you have your fit on, you have your makeup. I'm imagining you have to put on some shoes. So usually what I do, I either put on like a pair of sandals, a pair of sneakers, you know, to be safe. And then I always keep a pair of heels in the car because you never know. Plan B. Plan always B. like plan Bs. You never know. You got to have heels. Okay. So now everything, I'm imagining then comes the perfume, right? The perfume, depending where I'm going, I want to smell, you know, a little like a woman mm -hmm. or That's just like a flowery little um, <laughs> Then there's the final touch-ups and the final yeah, dotting final, of your like, eyes, crossing the T's. Mm -hmm. I check myself out. You I'm put like, some right, stuff away right. in the closet just to make sure everything's ready to go. Yeah, so you when I come back home, I knock out on the bed and, and we're that's good. That's it. You're not worried. There's nothing laying out on the nah, bed. Yeah. Put everything back. You do the last final touches. And I pick my purse, ready to go. You feel me? Has to match. Is there is there a walk-off song? Um, you know, it might be a bad bunny song. Nah, you gotta go with roll out. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. This is Jarvis Landry, and you're listening to Slam Radio. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Now we're back. It's an old school song, man. Holy You'd sirens. always trust Lucas for the old school. Something happened over the weekend that got me to think. Think about? Well, yeah, it didn't happen that? over the weekend. It happened... We were on the air when it happened. So Henry Aaron passed away. 
Hank Aaron, Hammer and Hank Aaron. We talked about it on the air right before we went off the air. Um, dude, he had a COVID vaccine administered. Not even two weeks before his death. Oh, wow. Autopsy hasn't come out though, right? Uh, they don't know if that was the cause for it? Yeah, no one really knows. Yeesh. That's a tough pill. To, like, I immediately over the weekend changed my mind about the vaccine. I'm waiting. Ooh. I'm, I want to be one of the last. Yikes. That was eye-opening. Yeah, man, it's tough, bro. One of the reasons I told you, man, I'm skeptical about the vaccine, and I don't know yeah. if it has any kind of connection or not, but I'm not trying to do that. Well, they made it, what, in like eight months, right? Something like that, man. And, like, I feel bad for the people that are required to take it because of their work. Like, yeah. my father-in-law is one that he did not want to take the vaccine, and his job made it mandatory for him to take the vaccine. Oh, so man. it was either take the, take the vaccine or you don't have a job. So... These are kind of tough How times that, to play with that. Ouch. How is that fair? I mean, I don't That's know. not fair at all. But, I mean, you could make an argument that... I don't know. I'm not even really sure what argument you can make. I just hope they don't start doing that everywhere, which they might, but, you know? Well, I mean, I grew up in a society where va certain vaccines were, were mandatory. You have to have certain vaccines. Yeah, to this day, as kids, there are certain vaccines you have to have. Yeah, but those vaccines were, you know, made with time and research and, you know, with quality. I don't know. I Correct. Like that's and that's always been my argument with it. Fine. Yes, I've you taken many, many vaccines right. and our parents made us take all these vaccines. But those vaccines went through the proper trials, went through the proper research, went yeah. through the proper everything. And 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 over time, you trust that those vaccines were 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 tested and executed through the proper hands in order to take it. This is something that, one, nobody had any idea what COVID was before it started. Yes, there's been other COVIDs in the past, but this one was a completely different one. So nobody had any idea about it. And they were able to come up with a vaccine before it's supposed to happen. How is that possible? So that's the reason why I just don't trust it. Like, if it, I'll give it time, and over time, if they improve it and all that stuff, now we're having a different conversation. But it's it's difficult for you to try to convince me to take something that was just kind of developed within the last nine months and tell me that it's extremely safe when they haven't had the proper time to test it. I don't know what to say. I can say that. It's what we have. I can say that Hank Aaron was 80-something years old. And it's possible that that didn't work to his favor. Um, I want to wait and see if that's the reason for death. Right. That's the reason why I haven't said anything about it. But it is peculiar. It is a little weird. And it's tough because we haven't necessarily heard about deaths with connected with the vaccine. So that's the reason. That's another reason why I haven't said anything and I'm open-minded and I'm waiting to see what the results are for me to make an assumption like that. Yeah. Because it's not fair. The only assumption that I'm making right now is the same assumption that I've made from the beginning, which is give me time to take it, give me time to realize that it's safe because I just don't trust that it is. But it's not fair to me, me, me to make the assumption that the vaccine was what ended um, Hank Aaron. Once the, co once, the, once the autopsy comes out and I see that that's what the connection was, now I'm going to kind of look at you guys and be like, you see, that's why. But until that happens, I'm not going to be that guy.
I, I, I think I understand your point. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking the same as you. I don't want to make an assumption. But also, I'm like on high alert. You feel me? Why is that? I'm just, I'm not into taking medicine. Like, I'm probably one of the only few people in my family that just doesn't take medicine for nothing. I don't take medicine for nothing either. Like, I mean, my, um, bro, my family members, like, oh, por la cabeza, my knee, my arm, my finger, my this. And I'm like, my grandmother was a lot like that. She would make me take all these oil, fish oil capsules that yeah. make my memory better. And then there was another pill to go to sleep called Calms. I don't they're all over that. the counter medicine. So it's not like medicines, they're just like vitamins. Yeah, but I still don't believe in those. I don't believe in all and that. And I don't stuff. take nothing. The only thing I'll take is if I have to have a migraine headache, I'll take some Tylenol. Or maybe every once in a while, I'll drink a, some Pepto Bismol because my stomach is just out of control. No, That's I have to be it. dying at that point. I have to be I, dying. I try to avoid it. Right. But I'm not the one that just drinks or like, like maybe, I mean, if I have some sort of a flu or something, maybe I'll drink some sort of a cough medicine. Yeah, of course. But that's the extent of it. Like, I'm not one to just take medicine to take medicine. No, or like, if I just have like a little tiny headache, I don't go and I pop a freaking, you know, Advil already. Like, I wait it out so like, I can't. Because your body then again depends on a lot of that exactly. stuff. So if you get your body dependent on that stuff, then all of a sudden you have a headache and you can't fight it. You need the Advil or the Tylenol or whatever kind of aspirin in order to get rid of it. Exactly. Yeah, no, I just, I'll wait it out. I'm going to hold off on the vaccine. I don't know how uh, my boy Hank Aaron died, so that's that's tough. Just want to know the facts. Once we know the facts, then I can talk whatever shenanigans I, I want. But talk. I need to know the facts first. Know first. Especially a touchy subject like COVID. It is a little touchy, right? Like, everybody gets all up in arms about it. It's just, everybody's just kind of over it. I mean, you would think that Miami doesn't exist. Well, gosh, some people just walk around like nothing. Like nothing. Like, if I don't have a mask on and I cross somebody, I know, I know I'm in the wrong. So I don't just kind of just keep doing it anyways. Like, I'll still hold my shirt over my mouth or whatever. Yeah. Just to, and, like, I'll look away just and, and walk faster just so I get away from it. Because I know I'm in the wrong. I don't have a mask on. But it's just some people that just don't have any kind of consideration. Like, look, man, I live, you know I work, I live in a building, and I live in a building, and the elevators aren't very big. But if I'm in the building, and I'm, sorry, if I'm in the elevator, and you see me go up with my daughter, and the space isn't very big, and I don't have a mask on, and you don't have a mask on, just wait till the next elevator. You don't have to jam yourself in me. But people get upset, be like, oh, no, I, I, I'm not going to wait for the next one. Yeah, wait for the next one. You don't have a mask, I don't have a mask. So, I'm sorry, but you're not coming in here with me. I'm not close the door. Oh, my it's, gosh. It's, but it's just no consideration for it. You just want to just, they're worried about themselves. They're not worried about everybody else. Yeah, they don't. They could care less about you. So I do have one quick question. Go for it. You tell me whether you think this is appropriate or not. Do you think that at some point, whatever the perfect vaccine you think is going to be created is, do you think at some point they're going to force us to do it. Can't force us to do anything, brother. This is the land of the free. Once they start forcing us to do something, now we're having a completely com a different conversation. It's against our constitutional right to be forced to do anything in this country. I mean, I don't think we'll be forced, but I feel like they'll make everything impossible for us to like do and we're going to have to take it. Because right now they're saying that certain airlines, you have to have it, you can't fly. Well, no, what I think they're doing with the airlines is that you have to take a COVID test before getting on the flight. And you have to prove a negative result. 
So that's what, which I agree with 100%. Sure. I'm going to be in a, 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 a trapped in a capsule with you for three to five hours. I would like to know that everybody on there is clean. Mm-hmm. So that's, I understand that part. But I didn't hear anything about vaccine for the flights. So, brother, New York Times came out with an article yesterday about Dr. Anthony Fauci. We all know who Dr. Fauci is, right? 80 years old. He's been counseling. Um, yeah, we're familiar with the character. You call him a character, huh? Yeah. Everybody's a character. All right. <laughs> well, he's advised now seven presidents, if you include Biden. Um, whenever there's a health crisis looming, you know, he's the guy that comes to speak to the administration and let them know what's going on, et cetera. He has peeled back the curtain to let us know what it was like to be with Trump for the last year. That should be interesting. Oh, I think it's more than interesting. Um, he realized, they asked him, when did you realize things were going wrong between you and Trump? He says it coincided very much with the rapid escalation of cases in the northeastern part of the country, particularly the New York metropolitan area. I would try to express the gravity of the situation. The response of the president was always leaning toward, well, it's not that bad, right? And I would say, yes, it is that bad. It was almost a reflex response trying to coax you to minimize it, not saying, I want you to minimize it, but, oh, really, was it that bad? So he goes on and on and on in this article. Um, How the first three years he never dealt with Trump, barely knew him. It lets you know exactly what he had to put up with during that year, thanks to President Donald Trump. When you finish reading it, you come up with one determination, and that this guy, Dr. Anthony Fauci, is a rock star. This is SiriusXM 145 Slam Radio. This is Jarvis Landry, and you're listening to Slam Radio. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, we're back here. Good Morning Amigo, a little Billy Jean, Michael Jackson. Very nice, very nice. Man, Anthony Fauci went off. He got death threats. Are you kidding me? Yep, he got a letter in the mail. He opened it, and a puff of powder came all over his face. Oh, come on, man. Really? Why do we go to these extremes? They did test the powder. It was nothing, but it was frightening. <laughs> of course it's frightening. He says that Trump never said, uh, we were wrong, you were right. So he never gave Fauci. He never admitted that Fauci was right. You gonna? You think that Trump is going to say that he was wrong? Even after he got COVID. Come on, bruh. With the ego like like Trump has, that guy does not say he's wrong about anything. So the president never asked Fauci for medical advice when he caught the virus either. Because he probably didn't believe a word he said. It's crazy. So it's it's a telltale. They asked him if he ever thought about quitting. He said, nope, never. So, you know, a lot of stuff went down. His wife even suggested at one point that he quit. Um, There were pros and cons to it. 
You know, I think he has a, you know, he, he has his hands full, so to speak. He won't comment on whether Trump is responsible for tens of thousands of lives, if the blood's on his hands or not. I don't think you can fully blame the president, but he did not react correctly. That's for darn sure. He could have reacted differently. He could have. So that stays in everybody's gnaw. Everybody thinks about that. Everybody knows that. Um, and it is what it is, but we're upon a Super Bowl. Frank, what was the day last year when Good Morning America came through here? Hmm, uh, January 28th or so? I'll have to go back and look at my pictures. I think, call me crazy, but I, for some reason I think it was, uh, yeah, it was the 28th, because that's the day, good call by you, it was the 28th. Was it really? Yeah. Wow. It was exactly the 28th. They came in on a Tuesday, and then we went to Miami Beach, and so next week is basically one year well, not even next week. By, by Thursday this week, we start celebrating the anniversaries of last year. So does it seem like the year has flown, or does it seem like that was five years ago? Um, I'm going to ask some of our students, even though I know they're doing some recording and stuff, but some of those students who were involved last year in Radio Row. Does it seem like a long time ago, or does it seem like it flew? I feel like it kind of was a long time ago. Yeah, me too. A very, very long time ago. Yeah. Like, even my birthday last year feels like a super long time ago. Bro, remember, I went to one of the most epic concerts last year, the whole DJ Khaled EA Sports thing, and that felt like it was, like, three years ago. And that was the last concert that I went to. Understood. So, I just It just seems like a lifetime ago. That it does. Time isn't real. This is crazy. Well, so I... um. Out loud, I think to myself and, and wonder when we can get back to a world that's a little more normal than, than what we've been living the last year because it has slowed things down a little bit, slowed things down a little bit. It does seem like it's more than a year ago. <sighs> we digress. Football should be fun in two weeks, but that'll be the last football game for a while. Yeah, depressing. Not that Hannah cares. No. Hannah went five and seven during these playoffs, by the way. Very nice. Not a bad for a beginner. Not bad for a rookie. For a rook, a noob. Yeah, Come on. I'm now. looking here. Let me go ahead and let me let me go ahead and do the stats here. So did you catapult to first place? Catapult. <laughs> catapult. We'll figure that out right now. My 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 very pedestrian math tells me yes. Well, let's let's go ahead and check. <laughs> Alex went on two, so he's down nine and three. Frank went 0-2. He's now 7-5 with an asterisk. Amanda went 0-2. She's 7-5 with an asterisk. Ed went 0-2. He's 6-6 six six with an asterisk. Hannah went 0-2. She's 5-7 with an asterisk. I went 2-0. I'm 10-2. No asterisk. Nobody tied with me. Yep, I won. You haven't won nothing. There's still one more game. What's that? The Super Bowl. That doesn't count. Of course it counts. It's the final game of the predictions. Well, looks like it's just Alex and I battling for this one. We're still picking. And I'll just pick whatever Alex picks. Oh, yeah, that no, but see. That's what you were doing last week. No, 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 no. You pick first, and then Alex picks second. Why? We already know who you picked. Who am I picking? Pfft, your boy. Look at your trucker hat over there uh, so you can drive the pick truck. the team I think that's the hat. Win. That's the hat that you chose to drive the bandwagon. Uh, you're right, but I also picked the team that I think is going to win. I don't go with my heart on these things. 
So I'm rooting for the Buccaneers. We know that. That does not mean I think the Buccaneers are going to win. I've seen this movie before. You're just trying to mess with me right now, so then I don't tell Donald who you're really rooting for, and I can kind of keep it a secret and a surprise. You know who I'm rooting for, for crying out loud. That's not a surprise. We know. That's who you're going to pick. I don't know if I'm going to pick them, though. Because I'm rooting for them doesn't mean I'm going to pick them. That number on the side of your hat is a facade because you've been a fan since 2021. No, 1976, man. 0-14 on the John McKay, man. It was some tough times. The hat they looks awfully lovable. clean. You've kept it clean. They yes. Clean. In the they closet. didn't give us many reasons to wear the hat over the years. He has one of those hat covers. Even the even even the once even year. the bills perfectly molded after all these years. You know, in '76. Well, I mean, young. Yeah, look at that. 1976. You really went into the closet for that one. Yeah, it has the old school mesh, just like the old 1976. House. The only thing that doesn't make it 1976 is that those colors and that flag didn't exist in 1976. So that's why I know that hat is BS. <laughs> it would have been orange. Yeah, you might be right about like that. highlighter orange. All right, so it's an NFL 100 hat, which is a commemorative hat. And it's not old. I just got it. No. Yes. No, you don't. Don't tell me that. How? What? Just saying. All right, fine. It's not like your bears are in there either. No, it's fine. I, but I, I understand that. Right. I don't pick different teams. I told you the Bears I were going to be the winners. Bears. Is what I apparently picked. Yeah, I mean, see, ten and two. I went five and one. Went three and one the first week. Right. I went no. I went more than three and one. I went five and one the first week. Then I went three and one. Then I went two and zero. Oh. oh yeah, baby. Woo! It's championship road right there. You are. You're pissed off that I did this. That's because you're such a bandwagon fan. But I'm a fan. It and now you're writing, and bro, and this is very classic. Now you're just gonna ride on the coattails of the of the goat, quote unquote, because it's Tom Brady, and that's who yes. you're gonna go ahead and ride the coattails of because yes, you're, oh, he's the goat, he's not gonna lose. So yes. I'm gonna go ahead and pick the guy that's not gonna lose because I'm Larry and I drive the yes. bandwagon. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. Oh, Matos, what's going on, brother? Happy Monday. Happy Monday. You happy at the uh, at the Tom Brady Buccaneers? One yesterday? I, I, I was like, of all years, this is the year that a, a team would be playing in the Super Bowl at home. At home, finally. And thank God it's my Buccaneers. You see, it's my Bucks. Oh, it's your Bucks. My Buccaneers. Oh, yes. You're, you're riding the bandwagon, huh? That's He's what driving. Frank says. He's driving it. Frank says that with this trucker hat, I'm driving the bandwagon, which is different. It's a nice one, though, man. It looks nice. It's a very nice hat. You see what it looks like? Frank, you can comment now. He can hear you. Yeah, so this $5 hat because he was like, oh, I'm a Buccaneers fan. So now a perfect trucker hat so he can show that he's driving the freaking bandwagon, going horn and all. Hannah, who are you rooting way, for? Tampa Bay Bucks fan coming through. Hannah, who are you rooting for? You're going to root for the GOAT, aren't you? Um, I'm going for the you're team. Go the opposite is you. Why are you going the opposite? Just because I have to. No, you got to go for the old handsome dude like Tom Brady. Nah, nah. Yes. I'll be waving for two weeks. The dapper Tom. I'll oh, be you waving. Gotta, God, it's like unbelievable. You don't even have a man crush on him, seriously? No. Why not? No. I have man crush on him. I absolutely have an admitted man crush on him. I have man crushes on other people. I get I'm tingles when he smiles. It's not my type. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know about type. I don't look at him that, but I do get tingles when he smiles. Your man crush kisses his son on the lips, bro. Sorry, I can't do that. Oh, that is a little weird. 
Lucas laughs. He kisses him on the lips? No way. Yes. You never How'd done you know that? that? No, sorry, I bro. I didn't know that. But I wasn't necessarily raised with the whole kissing my parents on the lips. It's weird. No, don't say that. You're going to influence him. Yes. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. All right. That sounds fair. Go Come back from break. Go Bucks it is, right? We're going to continue talking about what is the pending Super Bowl in Tampa. Go over so many things as well. Didn't some stuff happen over the weekend that's not sports related? Mm -hmm. No? Played a lot of video games this weekend. A lot of stuff goes down. Oh, you didn't see the MMA fight? Did you see the UFC fight? UFC 257? I didn't see the fight. It was quick, but it was a heck of a fight. Was it? Yes, you missed out. Hmm. All right, we'll talk about that on the other side. Morning, Amigo, Series 6M, 145, Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Series 6M, 145, Slam Radio. Yo, Sway Calloway, Sway in the morning, world famous wake up show MTV. We worldwide. Welcome to Slam Radio. This is where they get busy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Frank, we got to take all this sound now and start creating these, uh, these little montages so we can refresh some of them. Maybe someone like Lucas or someone like, I don't know, some of our kids that are in studio can work on that through their Adobe. How about that? Cool. I like that song. Me too. I'm not as excited about this game as I was last year. I'm trying, Frank. Trying my hardest, bro. Hello? Yeah, no, I'm trying to see. What are you trying your hardest for? Trying my hardest to be excited about this big game. But come on, man. You have to be excited about this big game, bro, because you called it. So I'm excited because I called it back in April, April 20th, 2020. I called this. You have to be excited, bro. You always do this, man. You always try to, you always hype it up, hype it up, hype it up. Then the week of the game comes, you're like, I hate it. I think this just has to do with Boring. the depression that you're facing after football because you don't have football anymore. So you don't know what you're going to do with yourself. Although you have hockey. Catchers, I have hockey and I have pictures of catchers report in 20 days. So, bro, why are you so depressed then? Look how happy your life can be. <laughs> I don't, understand I don't think I'm going to have that joy in my heart unless I crash through a table. I think I so dodged the bullet of having to crash to the table that I feel like there's an emptiness. <laughs> Why would Aaron Rodgers on third and goal throw into coverage when he could have walked into the end zone? Unreal. The decisions you make in football, I tell you. Boy, but Tom Brady is the benefactor of some lucky things happening. Huh? Yeah. Final two minutes, he gets the pass interference call. Right, and then we, did, Which we didn't was even a discuss, good call because they pulled the shirt. Right, but we didn't even discuss the missed pass interference call or the missed holding call in the first half, which ended up giving the ball back to the Bucks, which led them to score as the as the half ended. Which is the difference in the game. Which is the difference in the game. So nobody wants to call that one, and it's clear holding. They showed it was a blown call. It's amazing how he he is the benefactor of a lot of the calls. It always ends up going his way. It, this is this okay. Brady in the in the Super Bowl was a better storyline for the NFL than Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay in the Super Bowl. 
So what do you mean by that? Because more eyes are going to be on Tom Brady. More eyes are going to be on the Bucks. Because more eyes are going to be on, oh, my God, this guy is the GOAT. Look, we're, living, we're, we're watching on the greatest quarterback era in the NFL. This is the, this is the poster child for it. He's 40-something. How old is he now? 42 years old? 43, but who's counting? Okay, so he's 43 years old now, and he's led his team that nobody gave any shot other than Larry Million, because Larry Million's a swami, apparently, to get I to am. the Super Bowl. I am. And you have to give him credit because of the lineup of quarterbacks he's faced to get to the Super Bowl. What do you we, mean We forgot that? who play, he played in Washington, you know, Heine, the Heineken guy. And then you have uh, Drew Brees. Now you had Aaron Rodgers. And now he's going to be facing Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. So if he's able to win the Super Bowl, now you can't just be like, oh, he just skated through it. He didn't skate through it. Hmm. But this is a better storyline for the NFL than, than Aaron Rodgers being in the Super Bowl. So is my conspiracy oh, I don't know mind? About, I don't a know bit? about yes, that. Yes, a little bit. Yeah. What? Really? Well, Aaron Rodgers is a good story too, man. I don't know about that, man. There's a, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to gain the attention that Tom Brady is going to gain. Viewership-wise, yes, all right, the Super Bowl already sells itself, but people want to see Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. What are you going to say, Anthony? So what Frank's trying to say is that it's rigged. No, I'm not necessarily saying it's rigged, but it's just it's funny that there's there's always one, two to three plays a game that you can call afterwards and say it's funny that he didn't get that call. Like your dad mentioned one, and now I mentioned one earlier in the game, and both of those plays were a pretty key point in the game. One of the but first Frank, one, the one that I mentioned, the one that I mentioned, the one that I mentioned happened on a third and six. Frank, in the second half of the game, they had three interceptions and they drove the ball down the field, so they had multiple tries to win the game. I understand, Even but Anthony, calls, Anthony, they still lost. I, Anthony, what was the difference of the game? Five points. Yes. So, so right. You make a good point about that play to Scotty Miller being a difference, but I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to hang my hat on what Anthony just but said. But what but what three led, turnovers I think netted three points. But I understand. But what led to the Scotty Miller touchdown? What led to it was it was a third and seven. The holding or the pass interference wasn't called. It allowed Green Bay to kick the ball back to Tampa Bay with very little time left when Green Bay was already kind of driving, and then they ended up Get it was a blown coverage by King and and uh, and Scotty Miller ended up getting past them. Well, the cause of the touchdown was blown coverage by Desmond. Understand, King. but they shouldn't have an opportunity to get that touchdown because Green Bay was driving and the hole in the penalty wasn't called. So Green Bay should have still had the ball. And even if it was, should have still been first down, I'm not going to say that they would have scored or not. But Green Bay should have had an opportunity with first down, not Tampa with the ball with first down. That's the only thing I'm saying. And yes, hindsight is 2020, and we can pick at certain parts of the game. And I'm not saying that that was the difference of it. It's just funny that Tom Brady's always in a scenario that you look back and you say, how did they blow that call? But I don't. All right. Fair enough. You mentioned one, and I mentioned a totally different one. Two instances in the game. You say, it's funny how the whole pass interference. Yeah, it is funny. And at the end of the game, that's the one you were mentioning, right? That the flags came in super late. He dove. That was a dive play. That was a great play by the receiver. He dove. There was no hands in there that caused him to lunge forward other than him diving and lunging his own body forward. And those flags came out real late. A little late, but they, they tugged the shirt not once but twice. We have other we've had other tugs uh, earlier in the game, like I've mentioned, and those weren't called. It's just very convenient for them to call that play there. No, I don't agree with okay, you. I'm fine. sorry, it's, bro. You I know, don't. I always think with a conspiracy in you the back do, of my that's mind. That's why I'm not agreeing. But there's with multiple you. things there that I'm looking at and saying, "Yo, bro, hey, there's something that gives." 
And that's one of those scenarios. And I'm looking at it. We can agree to disagree, but there's instances that you can say, why wasn't a flag called there? But this ticky-tack flag but, was called, but it wasn't but called Frank, earlier. Frank, you're, you're pointing to something that happened right before halftime, and we're talking about the result of a game that happened in a whole other half later. I think what's more poignant is that in the third quarter, there's three opportunities for that team to score and take advantage of these turnovers like all other championship teams do, and they didn't. So that falls not on any conspiracy theories. That falls on Aaron Rodgers, who well, particularly that, uh, has a problem well, no, winning right. that big game, although he no, played I, great I, yesterday. No, I, we can't blame Aaron Rodgers for that yesterday. We can't? We can blame Matt LaFleur because, how, he, because he's, he choked yesterday by not going for it and kicking the field goal. How are you going to go kick the field goal with two and a half minutes left? You have three timeouts, and you're going to trust your defense to go ahead and get Tom Brady off the field. I think, What's wrong with you, bro? I think I'd rather blame the guy who had the football three times on his half of the field and didn't score much. Bro, the Packers did what the, Aaron Rodgers did what he had to do yesterday. The Packers put up their points. When it came to the crucial times coaching wise, Matt LaFleur, Matt LaFleur let him down. You have to go for that, bro. You have to go for that. The teams that win are the teams that are ballsy enough to go for scenarios like that. And LaFleur choked. He showed that he was soft. No, no, no. Yes, 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 yes. Well, it's the purpose of going guy. for the field goal there. You're putting a lot on that guy. What's the purpose of going for the field goal there? He's the coach. you got to you know put why? a lot on him. You know, you know what? Whether he goes for the field goals for a touchdown, they're in that position because they got three turnovers and they couldn't find a way to put their ass in the end zone. I'm sorry, bro. Football's a game where you have to execute when you get the opportunity. They got the opportunity. When the hell does Brady throw three interceptions? They did not maximize on that. I don't give a rat's ass about Scotty Miller catching a pass before halftime. And, and, and going for it with two minutes left. But you're putting no blame on the coach. You're putting no blame Hold on. on the coach. You're talking about a desperation call with two minutes left in the game when you're behind. I'm talking about when you've got the game in your hands and you've got the ball three different times off of turnovers and you don't score. I want to look it up before I keep talking about it because I think now that I think about it, I think they scored once off of that. So I, I need to look at this. But in that third quarter, uh, Frank, like with all due respect, they had an opportunity of epic proportions to, to make something happen, and they didn't. I, it's just we're, just we're 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 nitpicking at plays. I understand, so I'm not upset about what I'm saying. I'm just saying that you have to put. It's very easy to to blame everything on Aaron Rodgers. They were put in a position late in the game to go for it or kick a field goal. He ended up being kind of soft about it and decided to kick the field goal. The field goal doesn't do anything for you. It brings the game down to five. You still need to get the ball back. So now you're trusting yourself, your defense, with three minutes, less than three minutes left to go, you have your three timeouts and the two-minute two timeout to get Tom Brady off the field. No, bro, you need to score that touchdown. You go for two, and you try to get the two-point conversion. And if you don't get the two-point conversion, then you go ahead and you try to get oh. the ball back. And even if you fail, you're pinning Tampa Bay deep in their zone. So I was wrong. One of the interceptions netted a touchdown. The other interception netted a punt. And the third interception netted a punt. So they had three turnovers that got them seven points. Okay. In a five-point game? I'm looking a lot less at Scotty Miller's play or going for it on fourth down or not going for it on fourth down. And by the way, it was an eight-point game to make it a five-point game. 
So it was already kind of a bigger lead than just a regular touchdown lead. Like, the field goal made it five, but it was an eight-point game. But there's no reason to go for that field goal there. Why? He had three timeouts, and he was counting on his defense to make a stop. Yeah, he, he, put, too much, he, put, he put too much trust on his defense. The defense that got him two picks, three picks earlier? But, but, but poor decisions by Tom Brady. You're going to trust that? When you know at the last two minutes of the game, Tom Brady's not going to make those stupid throws down the field, and he's going to dink and dunk yeah. all over the place no, because he's Tom Brady, and he's smart. And we've seen that movie before. That's why when they went for the field goal, I look at my brother and goes, Matt LaFleur just lost this game. I take that third and five, that if he doesn't run a reverse and they get the first down, you get the stop, you get a ball back, you're trying to make something happen. I understand the strategy of taking a field goal because an eight-point deficit is not overcome by scoring a touchdown. You then have to get a two-point conversion, and there's no guarantees. Understood. But then then that's when you trust your defense to get you the ball back. And if you don't score score the two-point conversion, now you need a field goal to win the game. Don't get me wrong. I looked at Anthony and I said he should be going for this right now. I don't think he should be kicking the field. I looked at my brother, man. I'm like, Michael, bro, LaFleur just lost this game, man. Like, everybody's going to trust, blame Aaron Rodgers because that's the guy to blame in a situation. You always blame the quarterback. But the same thing with Buffalo. McDermott called an awful game. We're going to blame Josh Allen? No, you got to put a little bit of the blame on the coach. Look, he took that first interception and then turned around and went 13 plays, 68 yards, seven and a half minutes. To to make the game 28-23. 28-23, guys. He takes advantage of that interception. He gets the ball back off of another interception and ends up having a punt. And then gets it off a third interception and ends up having a punt. And Tampa Bay comes and scores a field goal. Like, I'm looking at at, at how the final drives went. I don't mean to interrupt you, Anthony. And you're going to have to excuse me, but... I blame more them not taking advantage of those of those turnovers. I am not playing conspiracy. I'm not playing why kick the field goal. At the point of down by eight, you do whatever you got to do to try to get back in the game. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But they shouldn't have been down by eight. There were 33% on, on turnover scoring. So, I mean, I, I don't know how you say that's super awful. You are playing a good defense. They're the number six rated defense in the NFL. He scored seven points. One, the other two didn't necessarily work out for him. I guess what I'm trying to say is when you get that interception – right, and you go three plays, negative five yards, and you get another interception, you go three plays, no yards. So the two interceptions that you don't score on, you go six plays, negative five yards in a championship moment. I blame that before conspiracy theories before the halftime, before I should have kicked the field goal, I shouldn't have kicked the field goal. I blame it on the football play on those six plays. Okay, so how about the play calling on those six plays? Because they knew that they couldn't run the ball, and they continued giving the ball to Aaron Jones. And that's where those negative, losses, uh, those negative yards came from. First and Wait, 10, Aaron Rodgers pass incomplete. Listen, listen, listen. First and 10. Fourth quarter, 12-20 to go. He's got the ball back with a chance to take the lead in the fourth quarter. First and 10, Aaron Rodgers pass incomplete deep middle to Devontae Adams. Second and 10, Rodgers pass short left to Jay Williams for five yards. Third and five, Rodgers gets sacked. So there was no running plays. There were three passing plays, and their best thinking got them to punt. They get another pick, and they get three more plays, Frank. First and 10, Rodgers gets sacked. Second and 10, Rodgers throws an incomplete pass to the deep right. Third and 10, Aaron Rodgers throws an incomplete pass. He goes 0 for 4, including two sacks. No running plays. Tu me perdona. It's Aaron Rodgers' fault, like it or not.
Period. That's what he's paid for. I understand. That's what man. he's supposed to do at that point. If you're that guy, you got to win at that point. How come it was okay for Brady to win at the point he had to win? Well, Aaron Rodgers is in a lose-lose situation no matter what no. because he gets a coach he's that's young, inexperienced. Bro, Matt LaFleur, what has Matt LaFleur done? Matt LaFleur hasn't done anything. So, so, it's an so inexperienced coach. Who's putting at fault him for him going 0 for 4 after those turnovers? Bro, I understand, but he's— That's but, not the coach's fault. You're, you're one-sided at that point. You're trying to come back. I was wrong about the play calling. I get it. Fine. But now everyone knows you're going to pass the ball. That's a good defense, bro. That's a good defense. And oh, you're putting Frank. all the blame on Aaron Rodgers. Oh, Frank, that's a defense that all season was criticized for being gelatinous. And quite frankly, it's one of the worst defenses against the pass. What he should have done was run. You've got it backwards. What he should have done was run. He didn't, and then set up the pass. He went for the pass because they suck against the pass. What's that? He threw like crap. I can't hear you. You went down. You went down. That's not Aaron Rodgers' play calling, though. That's the that's the offensive coordinator putting out those plays. All right. So he's kind of handcuffed on well, what. Which they one call. is it? Which one is it? Because I, you're trying to blame everybody but Rodgers, and Rodgers is the no, guy not, that threw I, four incomplete passes. I, and Rodgers deserves some of the blame. I'm not saying that Rodgers doesn't deserve any of the blame. Rodgers deserves some of the blame. But people, people are quick to blame Rodgers on everything, and they fail to look at, at the way the, the game was coached. That's what I'm trying to say. It's very easy to blame Aaron Rodgers. The game was coached awful. And then when you get exactly. to the point where you get those picks, where is the bad coaching when he went for passing plays against a team that sucks against the pass? How was that bad coaching? Okay, because they they said, Rodgers, you're going to throw here. You're going to pass here. This is a passing play. So, it's a passing play. Does it not, not sound like Rodgers didn't execute against a team that's not good against the pass? That's what it sounds like to me. The coach made the right call. Throw against these guys. Because if that's the wrong call, then run. And how is that going to work happened? when they're the what best team against the run? The they're the best defense the against the run. No, he choked because he had to go ahead and throw the ball, and he should have ran it's it. It's his best he odds. He just Did you see his numbers for the day, Frank? I understand, but that's His best chance, that team's best chance to move the football and win is Rodgers throwing it. And at the point where he needed to do it successfully, he threw four incomplete passes and got sacked twice. I'm not blaming the coach on that. I'm not blaming conspiracies on that. I'm blaming Aaron Rodgers you're, for that. You're blaming Aaron Rodgers on four throws. I got you. At you're right. Those are championship throws. Okay. All right, fine. But those are championship throws. My question is, do you go for the field goal? Listen, I know your argument is that they got three interceptions. Point. You have to realize two of those three interceptions were lucky as hell. One of them it doesn't matter if they were lucky or not. In my opinion, Brady didn't throw one of those picks. They were they throws that ended up being intercepted. That doesn't matter. The net result is you had a turnover. You had a turnover in the ball in midfield. Look at this crap. There's no joke here. All right, but Larry, you have to be a coach. Listen, listen, real quick. For, on all the blame that you want to put on Aaron Rodgers, you have to be a coach and see the situation of the game and say, I'm going to go for three here, which is only going to make it a five-point game, and the ball, that I, the ball is going to be in the hands of one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And we know what he's going to do with the ball under two minutes. So you have to look at that, and you have to say, I'm going to go for it. That's pretty much Bro, you're, it's in a do-or-die situation there. You have to risk it to get the biscuit. Um, exactly. um, LaFleur did not risk anything, and that's yeah. why they lost the game. He didn't risk anything. You can put all the blame on Aaron Rodgers. In that scenario right there, they anything, lost the game the, because of that call. Frank, in the fourth the quarter, guys, in the fourth quarter, he had two separate opportunities to take the lead with Un a ball in his hand. Harry, I understand. I, I, you want to talk about how he coached the game up until then. That's, that's your prerogative. But you also can't create another argument that reflects why did he kick the field goal and not go for it 
And, and because you're second guessing a late game strategy. No, he's. I'm second guessing the way he's coaching because he's coaching by by the manual of coaches. In this scenario, you kick a field goal. He didn't put the manual down. Look to see what his scenario was on the field and who he was looking on the other sideline to in order to put this through. This is simple. The Kansas City Chiefs walked into the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl last year, and they were down. And they got Mahomes the ball three times. And three times that son of a bitch scored touchdowns, and he was a world champion. At the point where Aaron Rodgers needed to be a world champion quarterback, he went 0 for 4 with two sacks. I'm sorry. You can have other reasons. There are a lot of contributing factors to it. But to try to eliminate blame from the guy who's supposedly the MVP, the MVP is supposed to make the throws when he gets that pick. And he did that. But, but I've never eliminated it. I understand that. But at the end of the day, that guy that makes $35 million to throw that rock, and it's the fourth quarter and he's got the ball down by five, he's got to score, and he didn't. So we don't second guess when he's down by eight and didn't do it. I'd rather second guess why he didn't run the ball in on third down. I second guess that too. But that's not, a, that's not coach. That's Aaron Rodgers. I understand, but you're going to tell me that you're going to forget about everything the coach did and only put the blame on Aaron Rodgers? No, you can't do that. I blame Aaron Rodgers on certain things, but ultimately I blame the coach for making that awful decision at the end of the game. Oh, no, but Frank, it was an eight-point football game. You're a coach. That's why you're paid the money for. Are, are, you trying, are you trying? Hold on a second. Because you're a smarter guy than this. Are you trying to make more emphasis on a play when they were down by eight than the two drives when they were down by five where they could take the lead and win? No, I'm not. You're, yes, I'm just, you are. I'm not. You're just not even realizing the decision that he made that ultimately led them to lose the game. I understand Aaron Rodgers. to make Rod that decision because Aaron Rodgers sucked in the fourth quarter. Let's keep it real. He was forced to make that decision. If Aaron Rodgers scores two touchdowns, there's no decision so to Aaron, make. So if Aaron Rodgers sucks so much, what's the point of giving the ball back and then trying to get the ball back with, with the whole entire field if Aaron Rodgers sucks so much? Just go for it. You're right there. You don't know if you're going to get another opportunity closer. And if you do miss the two-point conversion, now you're down by three now or by two, and now you can kick the field goal to win the it game. It baffles me that you're blaming the coach. I on an, at, at a point where he makes a decision at the, at the game being eight points when you don't look at the fact that the quarterback didn't execute when he had a chance to. And last year we watched the Super Bowl that when the quarterback had to execute, he did, and he won. Right, and then we also, a couple years ago, we looked at the coach for all of a sudden making dumb decisions in the fourth quarter, and Tom Brady ended up coming back against the, against the Falcons and winning that Super Bowl. You, you, but everybody blamed the, quarter, the, the coach because all of a sudden he started making dumb coaching decisions. You do realize that... In last year's game, Andy Reid coached like garbage the he first did. part of the game. He did. And his quarterback bailed him out. He did. That's the reason. Bro, so, okay, they go hand in hand. So when one doesn't kind of necessarily work out, the other one's expected to step up to try to put the team in a winning position. That's why. That's why. failed to why, do that yesterday. Okay, but, but if it was Josh Allen, if it's Ryan Tannehill, if it's Tua Tunga-Vailoa and it doesn't happen, then ultimately you look at the coach and go, well, imagine coach. But you have supposedly the MVP quarterback under center with three more opportunities than he would normally have to move the ball and score. He did great the first time, 13-play drive, seven and a half minutes. Then that defense either made adjustments or Aaron didn't make the plays. And it looks to me, he tried long, he tried short, he dumped off. And I apologize, it's one for four because he did throw a complete pass for five yards and two sacks. That's when I need Aaron Rodgers to throw the ball, not get sacked twice. I need Aaron Rodgers to complete one of those passes. 
he didn't complete them. I get it. So I'm, I'm less likely to blame a coach when that quarterback didn't operate in a way that you needed him to in a championship moment. But, but, but you're putting all the blame on Aaron Rodgers when there was other things shown that the coach deserves some of the blame. And since you're such a coach guy, and you're a coach, you don't want to put the blame on the coach. You just want to put the game no, on the coach. I think, I think players execute. Coaches put you in a position to execute. And the coach had a position to execute for his team by making the decision. He decided to go for so the, the coach doesn't, scared. So the coach doesn't get any credit for the picks? He was No, bro, but listen. He no, no, scared. hold on, because we, we get, give him the blame for not executing. But then on the defensive side, when they did execute, is he going to get any and is he gonna get any credit for that? Because you're not giving him credit for that, but you're giving him the blame on the but other the side. But the defensive coordinator gets the credit for that because he set up the so then don't blame him. So then don't blame him on the other side. Either. But, but who does Aaron Rodgers didn't want to kick the field goal. Aaron Rodgers wanted to go for it. Frank. He's the one that makes Frank. the decision whether they're going to kick or not. How do you how do you exempt blame on one end and not on the other? What are you talking about? It's the just coach, simple. coach LaFleur is the one that comes and makes the decision of getting his team off the field and putting his field goal unit Correct. on the field. Correct. That decision's on him. That, in my eyes, was the wrong decision. Aaron so Rodgers wanted to stay so on the field. What, what, who gets the credit for the defense playing so good and getting three picks? The defensive coordinator. Oh. So then who really does get all the blame and none of the credit? But I didn't blame LaFleur. that's what you're accusing going on with Aaron Rodgers. And obviously with you, it's going on with the coach. No, no, no. But I I didn't blame LaFleur for the play calling. I blame the offensive coordinator for the play calling. What I'm blaming LaFleur for is not trusting his offense to score points. And if it works out, it works out and you're in a position to win when you get the ball back. You know why he didn't trust to score points? Because he got the ball twice and couldn't do crap with it. You don't. Oh, my God, Larry. So what, Frank, you pick up field goal? Frank, you're not, you're not, you're not, you, you keep on just wanting to put all the blame all right, on, on so Aaron fourth, Rodgers. Fourth and six, and he goes for it, and he doesn't make it. What did you accomplish? Nothing. But what are you accomplishing by kicking the ball as a field goal and trying to get the ball back anyway? Actually, if you if you ever coach the game of football, if you understand that you have to actually give them the ball back and still use your timeouts, whether the game is a five-point game or whether the game is an eight-point game. Understood. So, so why relinquish the opportunity to get three points when you need to get the ball back and score? And it's not going to be a field goal. You're going to need a touchdown. Because the reason he goes for the field goal is so that when he comes back with the ball and scores, he doesn't have to worry about going for two. He wins the game with a touchdown. No, but then you have to go down. Down the field to score the touchdown. In my scenario, if you score and you don't get the two-point conversion, you're down by two. Okay? Now you still have to trust. No, your but def- my, my scenario is what if they didn't score? You go for it and you fail at okay? it. Okay, but you have to risk it at one point or another. You have to kind of have the balls. You can't be afraid. And the floor acted very afraid yesterday. So you're going to not accept points on the board. He didn't in trust a game his offense. Behind. He didn't trust his offense. So if you don't trust your offense from he that to field to distance, trust, listen, if listen, he trusts for them and they score the touchdown, Frank, he's going to need to go back again and score whether they get the two-point conversion or not. All they need is the field goal then. All you need is a field goal. got to go for the field I don't agree with you. I think the other problem is, is you don't like his strategy. And I think based on everything that went down, the strategy was perfect because he had to strategize to get the ball back and score another touchdown. That was the one thing that had to happen no matter what the scenario was. So if you have to do that, why not take the three three points? Nothing's different. Field position perhaps. Oh, if you go for it and miss, now they have so he takes three knees, punts the ball. You still got to score eight points in thirty seconds. It's not the right strike. Let me take the points, and let's see if we get the ball back. And if we don't, we use our timeouts. And if we get the ball back, we can sneak in a touchdown. That that's the strategy behind that. I understand that in hindsight's twenty twenty, but I think what you're failing to understand is that no matter what, 
he had to get the ball back and score a touchdown, no matter what the scenario was. All the success- and because all- of that, that's why he took the three points. All successful coaches on successful teams go for it on fourth down where they need to. And that was an opportunity for him to. to have to go for it on he fourth down. And he decided to kick the he field goal. He was safe about he it. He didn't need to. He did. Frank, he needed to get the ball back and score a touchdown again, regardless of what he did on fourth down. No, You're missing be- that point. No. Yes. No, no, no. Yes. Yes. I'm good at math, Frank. You can't say no. Larry, if, it they was- if they would have scored a less. touchdown, if they would have scored a touchdown, so- why would they still need a touchdown to win? Frank, because you have to come down and score again. Okay, but you're the down by two. The only scenario you don't need to score a touchdown in is if you actually score on that fourth down. Larry, but you're running out of time, bro. Regardless whether you score or not on fourth down, you're already running out of time. You have to do. You have to go ahead and be the first one to put your foot down their throat and keep and get them off guard. Instead of you waiting for them to all, of it, the game couldn't settle. You had to go ahead and take a step. You had to be aggressive, and he wasn't aggressive. I'm not the only one that saw this. I I beg to differ. I think I think that a lot of times we want to go ahead and blame a coach. When the players are the ones that get paid to make the plays, and then when they make the play, we forget the coach. But then what do the coaches the play, get paid for? And then oh, what a great play so and so made. But what do the coaches get paid for? You know what they get paid for? For putting their damn team in a position to make plays. Well, he didn't and put his posi- team in a position to no, win yesterday. No, oh, that's right, his defensive coordinator did. That's what I don't understand about your argument, man. You don't want to give this guy any credit. He is the coach, right? Given, I've given proper blame to everybody. In that scenario right there, you can't look at the manual of coaching. You have to look at the scenario what's going around. And he didn't look at the scenario. He was safe. He kicked for three. He's like, oh, bro, don't worry. We'll trust our defense to get the ball back. You have Tom Brady on the other side, all right? No matter what, you have to do that. But you put, yourself, put your team in a position for, to then put pressure on them. Because now Tom Brady, with a five-point lead, he's just going to hand the ball off and do whatever he has to do to just run that clock out. With a two-point lead, even if you don't get that touchdown, and they only give a two-point lead, you have to, you're putting more pressure on them. And you're giving them an opportunity to possibly make a mistake. And Tom Brady already made three mistakes in that game. So by putting pressure on them, what's to show that they're not? By giving the Tom Brady the ball with five-point with five lead and under two minutes to go, Tom Brady already knew he had that in the bag. And then you throw in that late-ass pass interference call. Come on. Which was legit, though. Fine. It was a super late call, though. But the same call earlier in the game wasn't called. So whatever. I can't do that. Okay, I won't do that. I won't do that. I won't do that. I won't do that. I'm, I'm second guessing a lot of things. The only thing I'm second guessing is why didn't the quarterback move the ball after he got the pick? And that's something that's very. You want to talk about coaching? That's how coaches look at that. You you've got it all wrong. You can call your boy Danny. That'd be a great person to call right. You now. can't disagree though that the headlines better Brady versus Mahomes than Aaron Rodgers versus Mahomes. I don't think that played into the oh. factor of. I'm not saying that. that I'm just saying it worked out for the NFL. How but confused. you have alluded to the fact that you even feel like you 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 flirted with conspiracy. Because, because I do have a bit of conspiracy that's something going on. Because there's a lot of fishy ass calls, a lot of fishy ass calls. It's not basketball. How do they always work out for Brady's convenience? Always, and it's not just this year. It's all the time. But how is it that it comes down to a call when Aaron Rodgers had the ball twice? If he scores two touchdowns on those two drives, we're not having this conversation. Okay. How is that a conspiracy theory? Where is the conspiracy in Rodgers throwing four incomplete passes? I'm not saying there's a full conspiracy. So then what are you talking because I have, about? Because I have doubts in my mind. I never see – it's never black and white. You believe everything the government feeds you? I'm not talking about the government. I don't get – everything is the same thing. Frank, everything's the same. Thing. Football. Where did the government come into this? Everything's the same thing. There's no, always not. some political avenue to everything. Frank, what conspiracy would there have been if Aaron Rodgers would have scored a field goal and a touchdown on those two? There's some. Games? There's some things that you can try to control, and not everything that you control goes your way. I'm just saying. Are you implying that Rodgers threw the game? 
I'm not implying that Rodgers threw so the game at all. Rodgers was trying to win the game. So And he failed at trying to win the game. Okay, great. Where's the conspiracy? Okay, again, at the end of the game, when, when it's supposed to be a fourth down on that jersey tug that you pulled, they did the same jersey tug in the first half. And I get it. You're doing the whole ticky-tack thing. If it wasn't for the jersey pull in the first half, that game would have turned around the way it did. We're talking about going from a three-point game to now an 11-point game at the half. Would you agree that it is pass interference? Like, you're saying it's ticky-tack. So, so why wasn't the Devontae Adams one called? Um, because it is ticky tack. You're right, but why wasn't it, was why wasn't it called the other way though? Maybe the angle was different. Maybe the referee didn't see it. I don't think that everything is so incredibly planned that at that point in time they go, "Look, this is the perfect." Time I'm not saying I'm not saying it's planned, but they'll take their shots when it's convenient. Well, here's somebody who should have taken a shot. His name is Aaron Rodgers, and he should have taken a shot at driving the ball down the field and scoring in the fourth quarter after turnovers, the same way Mahomes did in the Super Bowl last year. All right, but that's not what happened. He did. He threw incomplete passes. He got sacked. He and punted he had a the coach ball. Named Matt Lafleur. Well, but the, all of what I just said had nothing to do with Matt Lafleur. You're, you're taking it out on Matt Lafleur because you don't want to put any blame on the coach. No, what I want to do is that guy who's a championship MVP quarterback failed at the moment that he needed to succeed. And when we talk about how is it that Brady always succeeds, is because he succeeds when he's supposed to succeed. He doesn't choke. He doesn't fail. He loses the Super Bowl throwing 520 yards. That's who Tom Brady is. Tom Brady doesn't lose Super Bowls. Super Bowls are lost because teams play Super Bowls. That's a team game, and there's a lot of people to blame. You're 100% right. But if you want to get myopic and start blaming a coach, before you do that, you got to look at a quarterback who had the rock. Give me the rock. You remember the part where he goes, he went to the defensive guy with an attitude, get me a stop. Get me a stop. They got him the ball three effing times. Give me a stop, Mr. Alpha quarterback. Give me a stop. They got him what he wanted. And, of course, coach gets no credit for any of that. That's fine. But he got what he wanted. He had the rock. And he didn't do his job at that point in time. He could have thrown for 800 yards. He didn't do his job. The same way when Tom Brady threw for 520, he fumbled off the helmet and it cost him the Super Bowl. It's the, misunfor- it's the unfortunate part of being a quarterback. When everything wins, you're the G. And when everything loses, everybody blames you. Then why do you think, why do you think Tom Brady's called the GOAT? Because in those positions... He wins. Well, now those positions he executes. Now, now, now he's being looked at the goat because he's going to do it without Belichick. Because everybody always wondered whether it was Belichick or Brady. And you said that this wasn't a fair year to kind of see oh, whether that year. was. We're going to have to wait till next year. No, uh, you can't say it's pretty good now because he made the Super Bowl. Uh, we know that the Patriots didn't have nine players because of the COVID reserve list. Correct. That they sat out the entire time. Mm-hmm. So it's unfair to say which one's which. You're I guess right. we're going to have to wait till next year. I tell you what, though, those guys are defensive players, right? Okay, that's fine. They Which could have kept they they them in the game. Apparently, them not having a good quarterback. Well, cost no, them but too. they could have kept them in the game. You don't know if Brady was the quarterback of the Patriots, if they would have had the same outcome or not. I wish them luck finding another quarterback like the goal. I do too. Trust me, I do too, because they're stuck with Toxic right now, Cam Newton. Oh, he's gone. He's not going to be a Patriot. Good, because they, they need to get rid of that guy. That's the biggest mistake they've made since letting go of Brady. But I, uh, a long time ago, I got taught by a football coach. On don't blame the calls, don't blame conspiracy theories. Look at the plays inside of the game. You'd be surprised what you learn. I wish we could call Danny Bueno right now. I don't. I've not talked to Danny Bueno. I bet you Danny Bueno agrees with me 100. The guy's coached up and down everywhere, and he's gonna tell you the same thing. Because when it comes down to it, it has to come down to a player executing. And while the coach may have made some rookie mistakes along the way, you know, we talked about how the Bills didn't really do a great job of coaching. Well, they also allowed a whole bunch of points. You know, so that stuff plays into it. But he coached conservative, too. So the blame has to go on him. But the game was still not lost. And at the point of execution, the coach can steer and point and tell you do this and do that. 
All that execution comes down to the players. Never a coach has been given credit for a touchdown pass. Never. It's got to be the player making an execution. And and in this situation, Aaron Rodgers did not execute. So in the Bills game, are you blaming uh, Josh Allen or are you blaming McDermott? So that's just a comfortable storm of they played a better team that blew them out, man. I, I – the, Bull, the Bills didn't play their style that of football. Was, that wasn't the Bills team we've seen all year, though. You're right, but do you think if it was the Bills team we saw all year that they were going to beat? No, teams? but we would have seen a better game. You're right, but they wouldn't have beat them. And there was a lot of frustration. Better. I don't know if you saw the, the the last couple minutes with Feliciano ramming somebody over because they— That was oh, great. By the way, I thought that was—I love that he did that. I love the fact By that— By the way, he's a cane, too, he so a cane. I love I know that. that. He I went love right in and knocked him on his ass. That wasn't cool. Okafor. That the, wasn't the game was out of reach already. They trolled him. And then Josh Allen threw the ball in this guy's face because they're like there was no reason for that. Which Allen probably shouldn't have he done. He shouldn't have done that. But it was, Oka, it was an emotional reaction. Out of control. But I, I love that Feliciano he knocked did. him on his ass. Loved what he did. Love that he knocked him on his ass. I don't blame the Bills for that one. They just were they were playing a much tougher team, and I have a feeling that come you know two weeks from yesterday. The Bucks might be playing a tougher team. The Bills needed that to happen, though. It's just, it's going to help them with the growth of their program because all teams like that, they get that big loss, and then all of a sudden they turn a new corner. We saw it with the Chiefs. Remember, this is the third this is the third consecutive AFC Championships the Chiefs host. They lost the first one to the Patriots. They needed that loss. Now they turn the corner. He's got one more mountain to climb, and that's uh, two weeks from yesterday. We'll see what happens. On the other side, we'll keep talking. All you want to talk about. Good morning, amigos. Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.